0: Hey there, Rooster Teeth fans. Welcome to another episode of the Ruby After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we are talking about Volume 5, Episode 3, Unforeseen Complications. We've got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Stay tuned.
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV super fan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I've got the yes. remix there.
0: You know what? It's funny because I dance to every opening and nobody sees it because it always cuts away. But like when it stops in the middle there, I just kind of have to stop like you yeah.
1: You just gave them fuel for an April Fool's Day break <laughs> oh, where they no. play the intro and just stick <laughs> on you dancing.
0: Oh no. And then I'll be stuck in an endless loop. Yeah. <laughs> we had some, some branding to show off though. That's why we play it.
2: <laughs> in case you missed... The icon, the slate, the name of the channel, and
0: everything else—you are watching/slash listening to AfterBuzz TV. Indeed, Never. and hello there, Rooster Teeth fans! Tonight we are talking about Volume Five, Episode Three of Ruby uh unforeseen complications let me not waste any time in introducing our fantastic panel to my left mark donica
1: hi everybody i'm mark b donica you can find me on twitter instagram the roosterteeth site most places just google mark b donica you'll find me i make stupid stuff that's katie cullen
2: Hi, you can follow me all over the social medias at KIAXET, That is K
0: I A X E T. And then there's that human being. Hi, I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. Sadly, Patrick Dees could not be here with us tonight, so you guys can tweet at him at P to the D's on the Twitters. And guys, you should definitely give a special shout out to one of our other co hosts, Stacey Shuttles, uh, Stacy Shuttleworth on <laughs> Twitter at Stacey Shuttles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. because it is her anniversary today so you guys should be wishing the special couple a very very happy anniversary because they are wonderful and adorable and all their pictures online are so so cute uh you will not regret it <laughs> happy big two to the big two yeah happy anniversary you guys i hope you guys are having a fabulous day i hope so too I hope it's, it's fine. You all right? Yeah, I'm okay? just for clubbed. It's fine. Is there water in there? No. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. It's never we're water, Mark. We're having good water. time tonight. <laughs> um, so, guys, this episode, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, a lot of exposition-heavy episodes. Like, we're all anime fans. Exposition-heavy episodes can be really hit or miss. For me... I was very much a fan of this episode. I thought, like, all of the information flowed really well. I didn't feel bogged down by any of the information given to us. Uh, let's start with Mark. How did you guys feel about what what could have been a very daunting episode to get through? Uh,
1: first thing I do want to say, though, is uh, for those of you who are watching for the first time or joining us for the first time in a long time, we are only yes. talking about one episode. Uh, we're not talking about episode four. We are talking about the public releases as per Rooster Teeth's... Uh, uh, guidelines when it comes to coverage and recaps and reviews and things of that nature. So please, uh, leave your spoilers in your pocket. Don't, don't put them, uh, outside of your pocket. Please, save yeah. them
0: for next week. Yeah, save them we, for next week. We beg of you, yeah, please, for the love of God, <laughs> no spoilers, guys. Just be courteous to the people around you.
1: Just be a nice person. In terms of your question, <laughs> thank you for asking the question. But second of all, um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I like how it, it everything was sort of evened out with information that they gave us previously. They gave us in World of Remnants last year and the year before when it came to the the, the tale of the four maidens, or when it came to uh, the history of all of the continents. Uh, so when uh, Ilya, and not not necessarily just in in the room with our heroes, but when Ilya talks about. The history of the the Dust Wars and the companies using the Faunus as slaves and all that stuff is something you go, oh, I do know that, because they told me that. It wasn't something where it's, here's information you're going to need to know next episode. It's stuff that we can retain, and now we're, we're seeing that come to fruition. I like that. I definitely don't think we were bogged down by information. I'm really sad. I hope that, ultimately, we will see Oz's big giant head. <laughs> But uh, I I thought for what we got, it was a good start.
0: That's a semblance. It's going to happen, guys. Mm -hmm. Katie. (laughs) This episode was honestly a little bit of a nostalgia trip
2: for me because I, I think Mark hit the nail on the head, for one, before I start talking about nostalgia, about exposition that didn't feel heavy and that built on what we'd gotten before in previous seasons. Like, this was very well done put in terms of of nostalgia. I've had Yu-Gi-Oh on the brain recently. <laughs> Found someone who's doing some really funny recaps. About, so I just got it's just kind of been, you know, 15 years ago was when it came out in America. So then we have a full-on Yu-Gi-Oh moment here, and I just about lost my mind. Head tilted back, hair going, everything's glowing, and suddenly there's someone else like,
0: oh yeah, no, we had a Yu-Gi-Oh! It's a moment. Young
1: boy and an older man sharing a body. <laughs> and
0: the Millennium Cane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, were were you expecting I... to hear a dun 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 Osprey! dun dun <laughs> I would watch that TV program. We are, are. I watched it 15 years ago, and I'm watching it again now. Oh, you followed right into our trap card. <laughs> I was, activated my trap. I was just about to ask. Magical um, we already know that r- the world of Remnant happens to have card games. <laughs> <laughs> They've used that joke before. God dang it. <laughs> I regret nothing. It all just makes me extremely happy. Um, before I forget, um, we are going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag RWBYABTV. So if you guys have any other Yu-Gi-Oh references or things that you wanna add to the conversation, we will definitely be keeping an eye out for it there. Uh, these two lovely humans, also got you guys on the live chat. And again, no spoilers for next week. Be cool.
2: Uh, we do have uh, Jeff in chat saying, Salem's red eyes, black dragon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could very well be the big bad for for the series finale when we finally go to the dragon continent. What?
1: <laughs> Crow's dark magician. It's hey! oh. so, the, the reliable card that he uses in a pinch. it has got uh, damn okay, dark magician. Okay, reliable. Fair. <laughs> well, there was a couple of times when, like... No, listen to me, dark magician. Like that, like that sort of crap would happen, and it would be like change of heart or whatever. I
0: don't know. Oh my god, what's ironwood though?
1: Uh, summon skull.
0: I I would assume John would be um the Celtic guardian.
2: That's, yeah, that's good.
0: Just off the top of my head.
2: Actually, my knee jerk reaction was
1: um feral imp, Karibo. Cari- <laughs>
2: Carrivo. Yeah, no, John is Karibo because he's got crazy explosive powers that you never really know about, but someone's got to believe in him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All <laughs> you know, right. I was thinking like Celtic Guardian for uh, Leo because every time he shows up, he's useless. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's sacrificed. We're getting way too far up into the weeds, but we are want more Yu Gi Oh fan art. We,
0: need to, not, nothing. we yeah. need to not go down this deep, dark rabbit hole any further way than the <laughs> So let's bring it back a little bit before we get to the Yu Gi Oh esque <laughs> plot line with oscar and Ozpin, i want to talk a little bit about the belladonna press conference that they kind of hold uh regarding the uh i guess state of the union of the white fang Mm -hmm. and guys i don't normally like to get political on our show in particular but this show tackles a lot of a lot of political issues including issues of racism there are a lot of things that you know are taken from the real world that end up in the art we we consume, and we as as viewers and as people who look at our art very critically also look at it through the view of our own culture. And right now is a very interesting time to be alive. Um, so I just wanted to point out that I'm really kind of grateful, actually, that we are talking about this particular episode uh the one one year after the 2017 elections to the day because there are some things that get brought up that uh kind of maybe the people of mistral need to get woke a little bit that's all i'm saying but we'll we'll talk about it so yes the the belladonna's have this evidence Against Adam Torres, and they're they're trying to show that uh, he is indeed planning a coup against Sienna Khan. Unbeknownst to them, she is already super super dead. So, <laughs>
2: here's what I'm wondering about this because we we theorized last week with Sienna Khan dead that it would take the wind out of their sails in terms of releasing this information, and it might. But we've also cast aspersions on Adam's character, which we all know is rotten to the core anyway, before the news about Siena Khan's death ever got out. So him, uh, so Gira standing up with the scroll and saying, "Hey, Adam is planning a coup. He's planning on overthrowing Siena Khan," and then eventually the news is going to get out that Sienna Khan is dead and Adam is the leader. It's not going to be as seamless a coup as Adam would have hoped because they have this information out there even if he's already got a cover story even if he's already in place there's still doubt about well gira said this and gira's never really let us wrong so who do we believe
1: here's here's and and while i agree with that adam is in control of the story or the the people that because the the scroll network is down there is no while there is like some sort of connection and it seems to be on like a country by country basis and especially not in a, uh uh I, I even forgot what our original academy was called why why Beacon. the beacons because now that that, that tower is fallen it's
0: it's gone it's dead it's, it's best forgotten it's all dead <laughs> goodbye
1: everybody um <laughs> i mean but,
2: kevin's still there
1: it, I mean never in, forget in Kevin. spirit hashtag never forget, but uh so so with this I, I do agree that at least from a world news perspective, that isn't gonna get out, but Ilya standing up there and all of the people out there with their scrolls recording it, that's it for menagerie that's it. The important news is here is here's what the white thing really stands for and and blame and referring to the election people always stick with the negative they do that yeah. for whatever reason it just speaks to a primal instinct of no we need we need to be the better people quote people you know um but so so with this i think the the message is now going to be spread albeit slower than if all of the networks were up around menagerie and it's and you could see with how the the two robed uh, individuals whose name I know one the of them is Fennec named Fennec
2: and Carnac Car- Car- Karnak.
1: Carnac Karnak. Uh, I have a prediction here in this I envelope
2: pulling anything <laughs> out let's be real Fennec and something that starts with a C I don't remember yeah. so, uh, so, sketchy and sleazy got it there you go
1: <laughs> so, the, so the fact that those two look real proud of themselves yeah um, and the uh, the whole counter argument was hey shut up <laughs> You know, it doesn't look too great. Thanks, son, you big dumb idiot. But I mean, you son gorgeous did the idiot. Best he could. You're going to do great.
0: I also think it's hilarious that it took security like forever before going, we should detain her. We should do something. Should we do something? We should do
2: something. <laughs> What I'm interested in is that everyone was really, really behind Gira. Everyone was ready to go until he said, "We need to go there and help them." And yeah. I, I watched one of the NPCs who was
0: standing there like this, real happy. Slowly put her arm, <laughs> <down.
2: laughs> like okay, yeah. And and then Ilya comes out with the White Fang will fight for you, mm-hmm. allowing the armchair activist to remain. Armchair Can't action. someone else do it?
1: <laughs> Hashtag White Fang.
2: <laughs> but I also get like most of the people around here aren't trained warriors. They're farmers. They're merchants. They're people <laughs> going around their everyday lives. And their leader has basically just said, "Hey, let's go fight a war against monsters and evil people." And they all kind of went, "You want me to what? Is this a draft? Two. where are we going?"
0: The added layer on top of that is to defend humanity, you know, the people who are actively racist and discriminatory towards us Mm -hmm. on basically every level imaginable. So there's, go
1: ahead. And, and, but then there, that's also the other degree of the White Fang, you know, is Mm -hmm. they're also racist to a different race of uh, anima folk to an an extreme degree and and i think gira was was going to not just the public but also the people within the white fang that may have some form of training are masked speared gentlemen and ladies if if you will um and and maybe not something but just showing more than more than showing thoughts and prayers and actually doing something about it even if it's if it's a small militia I don't, I don't, I don't know if it, if it's an army, how can you fit it, how many boats do they have, how many armies can they fit on said boat or boats, and, and make it to, uh, Mistral and Haven in enough time, let's just get, like, a, a strike team, or something, just to be like, Menagerie's with you and we stand with you so we so that we can get that, that sweet moment in the finale when it's like a small group of people against an army of the White Fang, and then half of them go, this is stupid, and then join, and then that <laughs> army becomes bigger, and then it's like a sweet hero hurrah moment. Oh, but, dude, I would love that. Yeah. Wow. I'd...
0: Or potentially like a Lord of the Rings moment where uh, like a small group of huntsmen are going up against Adam, and then all of a sudden there's a boat filled with Faunus from Menagerie. <laughs>
1: Calories Only not, not
0: not not ghost like in that movie. But it was mm. still great.
1: <laughs> it's a good reference.
0: Um so but yeah, I I love the idea of like, you know, actually doing something and oh no, that means there are consequences for me as a person. There goes all of my support, there goes all the wins out it's so much easier to stand for something in principle than to actually take action.
1: I have to do something. <laughs>
0: I know, right? Ooh. Yeah. Can I just get one of
1: those like ribbons? That's, so, that's, that's I'll, like, got, I'll like, change a my right?
0: profile pic. And to be to be fair, a lot of us are guilty of this. A oh, lot sure. of us yeah. are like, "Hey, I'm going to stand in solidarity online, not in person." Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I will use a hashtag as opposed to like actually donating to a, a worthy cause. And there's nothing wrong with spreading awareness, and it is important but uh, you can't stop there just remember that like hey it's important to actually do stuff and go out and vote and all that fun stuff
1: and just support your fellow man no matter who it is yeah just be a good person it's not hard
0: i mean in in terms
2: of real world stuff yesterday was a real good indication that when you go and do things you
0: can accomplish things and oh go ahead
1: no yeah it's just a gesture of agreement
0: looking at this crowd you know it it basically sums up a, a very old old saying you know for for evil to succeed, all good men have to you know all that has to happen is In for good men to evil e- to succeed, good men do must nothing. do nothing, yeah, yeah, so yeah, i I really appreciated this episode, but yeah we we can, can kind of talking about Lady Ilya's side of things, oh my gosh, Sheremy killed that yes. delivery um. Yes. Kudos to Jeremy Lee because holy cow, that was incredible. Uh, I can't wait to see more of her performance as this character because she's freaking killing it. It's fantastic. Um, kind of, I do want to ask a question of the panel though. Um, after Gira gave his speech, he was going to let Blake tell her story before Lady Elia interrupted, and that's when the outburst came. Blake never got to say anything as far as we could see do we think, and maybe this is better saved for predictions, but I'm going to ask now, do we think that Blake actually getting to tell the story is what will eventually inspire Mistral to take up arms? Yes.
2: Yes, because it's one thing to be like, oh, well, this is a horrible thing, and we all heard about it, and it's another thing to hear from someone who was, I was there, my friends were killed, or bodily harmed, some of them directly by Adam Taurus... This is what happened. This is what he said. These were the actions. Like, this is what he did. Somebody yeah.
1: said in chat, and I'm sorry it's been moving so fast I didn't have a chance to see, but that uh, her story features a human saving her life from Adam Taurus, who is going to kill her. This is very true. So, so that, and I also think, yes, and I think that's exactly why Ilya chose then to do it because she knew the importance of that firsthand account of and of how persuasive. Uh, Blake can be just by her very nature when she's impassioned about something. She, I mean, she's she's a future leader of the White Fang, the proper nonviolent White <laughs> Fang. But so and and it's going to show, and and her her passion and her love for her team and for Beacon and for the world and her kind, all that. Just her love is going to shine through so brightly that Ilya went. I have to stop this. My yeah, turn.
0: yeah, I, I guess. I guess the question is whether or not Elia will be swayed as well. I think that's going to take a lot more doing. Yeah, because she she points out very valid. (laughs) Like, it's the reason why there is a violent splinter of the White Fang in the first place. It's not just a power dynamic thing, it's they're dealing with real oppression. And
2: humans laughed when her parents died.
0: (laughs) That's messed
2: up. That's really awful. Um, and the sun is slightly warm.
0: <laughs> it's kind of terrible. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to say about this uh, this um, press conference sort of segment? I love Gira's little half glasses. <laughs> He's adorable.
1: He is. He's an old kitty.
0: <laughs> He's a big old kitty cat. I, I love how like Sun like patted him on the shoulder. <sighs> Aww. They're they're like the subplot of their bromance is just a delightful sort of segment of this.
1: Dad man's son's
2: like, We're buddies, and Gira's
0: like, mmm.
2: Did you ever hmm. talk to
1: me or my daughter ever again?
2: (laughs) But thank you.
0: (laughs) I just, I also really love like
2: Nea Chan in chat says, Son in law.
0: Oh, you.
1: That's pretty much it. it. I love it. I
0: love um, it. I, I just want to want also say how, like, um, Gira pacing back and forth, like, right before having to do a speech. Like, oh, that feel. That feel. Uh, so, really enjoyed that. All right. Let's switch gears and talk about Weiss a little bit in uh, this episode. Because she comes face to face with who we've been speculating is the Spring Maiden. And, man, if I don't Vesper. love her. Th- I love what? her. Is, that's her name? Yeah. Vernal. Ver, Vernal. Oh, God. Where did I get Vesper?
1: Vernal. Yeah. Good to know. Uh, which I, I watched the episode
0: like three times and I still didn't catch it.
1: Of the spring. So yeah. I think this yeah. is who we're looking for. Yeah, yeah,
0: I feel like that's a fair assessment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if the opening wasn't any indication, then yeah. I I feel like that's probably a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um. So... That tattoo though, I just I'm just not over it. She is gorgeous and. Do I get
1: one just like it?
2: <laughs> I have zero tattoos. That that's going from like that's zero a big to a hundred. One. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah,
0: that's no. a tall order. A couple
1: of sessions. Let for me get that the
2: one.
0: stereotypical butterfly on my ankle before we go crazy. <laughs> all right. But uh, since this is the first time we're actually getting to see her on screen, what are our initial? What were your initial impressions of this lovely young maiden? Yes, please. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. Uh she's not who she seems to be. Ooh. There was one there was a moment where Weiss was talking to her with the confidence that Weiss do. Uh and there there was a moment where she wasn't she wasn't just like listening and taken aback. But she she had a like a quick look of look of the eyes of of something of thinking about something. Um, I think it was after it's like you're you're gonna ransom me back to my father, aren't you? So something something about Weiss, something about human trafficking, something about a father, something about something. Probably got to her
2: the ransoming back to father. If we're going with the uh, idea that she's family to Leo in some capacity,
0: yeah. And I didn't even hear that. I I really like. Um, I really like the, the personality that we're seeing from her, this very confident uh, young woman who uh, you know seems very in control of the situation. Uh, maybe it's, I, I like what you were saying, that there's like a hint of something more. We know that in her past, she ran away.
1: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I
0: feel like a lot of the personality that we're seeing is this brave front that she's putting on. It's
1: Raven. It's Raven. It's something that Raven instilled into her, like, uh, you which can't is this let is
0: other people see weakness.
1: Yes, and and I, I th- and I don't I don't necessarily mean that she's I don't mean to imply that she's like inherently weak, but that through her engagements with Team Ruby, she's going to find her strength, what her actual strength is, and and. Like, she's, she's the damn spring maiden. What the hell does she need Weiss's sword for, you know? Just to taunt it's her with? It is
0: very pretty. It's
1: pretty, but it's got all of that dust in it. It's a highly combustible, regardless. But it's it's one of those things where I I think we we have an opportunity to see a new character come into her own.
2: It's also well-made, and I can see her either planning on using it or planning on selling it. hmm because that that is a huntress's weapon and those probably fetch real
0: high prices. I feel like, I, I mean she's the spring maiden but you know sometimes it's just nice to have nice things and yeah. it's a really cool sword. <laughs> Amber had a weapon? It,
1: well, she had a Amber sweet, was
0: ganged up on real badly, but Amber Gandalf, had a
1: weapon. Sweet Gandalf staff.
0: Yes, he did. Mm. But um but yeah, I feel like the it's not so much that the like actually holding on to the sword is important. That's just part of her power play. Like she's just holding on to it to taunt Weiss. You're she doesn't need a sword.
1: What she considers a like she she doesn't know Weiss, so what she might consider, hey, this is your source of power and I have it. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, especially if uh you know, the uh, the Schnee family is a very well-renowned family, but Weiss, as an heiress, you know, I don't feel like her combat prowess is really well-known. She's the singer of the family. Mm. She's yes. like, She's you know... She's the
2: performer.
0: Mm. Yep. Uh, and so Weiss, you know, brings up, like, oh, yeah, you totally want to ransom me off to my dad, and she she makes a gamble and says, just wait until my sister finds out. And I feel like if we rewind back to the beginning of this volume, uh, back to that character short, you know, Winter's words, I'm not always going to be around to save you, kind of feel like this whole plot point was all about that.
2: Brady to in chat says, instead of Winter's coming, Winter's leaving.
0: <laughs> winter's gone. <laughs> oh, no.
1: I, I Spring's didn't... here. I didn't... Huh. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think about that. The, the like, the the importance of him not always going to be around there to save you seemed like always a physical thing. But when it comes to this, it fits perfectly.
0: Yeah, and here's the question though: Is that actually true? Did would Winter have followed order? Like, because we have no idea if Winter knew that Weiss was on her way.
1: Then, I, then, in, if that's the case, then of course she would follow orders.
2: I, and I think Winter is a high-profile enough figure that if she went rogue, people would notice. She's Ironwood's right hand. Like, you notice when people don't follow orders, when they leave, when they... Yeah, she's too high-profile to just leave like that. Yeah. And she didn't know Weiss was on her way. That was a bluff that failed! Through no fault of Weiss's own. I mean, she tried. But you don't get a lot of news when you're on a smuggling trip. Well,
0: ship. and also, uh, we brought it up time and time again, like the uh, the communication networks are down, so it would have been very difficult to send word ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, it would have, you know, yeah, sending a letter probably would have gotten there like a week too
2: late. Maybe. Well, and chat has been talking about, you know, why didn't Weiss say anything about, oh, you know, I'm on the outs with my dad, I didn't, because they'd probably kill her. Let's be real. She's She is in a cage instead of being in the ground because they have a use for her. Mm-hmm. And some, Summer, oh, gosh. Vernal, Vernal makes that very clear. Like, we don't usually traffic in humans, but for you, we'll make an exception. Like, oh, yeah, that's the only reason I'm alive. Probably better not tell him I've been disowned.
0: Counterpoint, though, like, she could... Uh, it's, it's interesting, because like I said, she she was making a gamble either way. She could have told them, yeah, sorry, my dad's not going to pay for me. You guys are wasting your time. Or, you know, oh, it's fine, my sister will save me. She rolled the dice with the, both of those things. Both of those things she believes are true. Now, here's the other thing. Would her dad actually pay the ransom just to avoid a scandal? Yeah, maybe.
1: I think you would make, like... It would, there would be a press conference afterwards like, oh, these bandits! Like, ter- this awful, terrible, rich person thing. Uh, but also, on top of that, I think... I, I wonder now if uh, her escape plan... We, we see at the end of this her escape plan is to have her knight involved, like, do something. And be around... I thought it looked like she was gonna, like, cut off her, her cuffs, but I don't know. Either way, have the knight do something. Was this just a way to buy time for that? so that she could operate on her own.
0: I definitely... Probably. I, I definitely buy that. Like, I definitely think that... Because she used it, and I imagine that a new technique like that for her takes a lot of energy, mm. and she just survived not only a giant wasp grim battle, uh, but... a but, plane crash. But also a plane crash. So, yeah, she's probably just biding her time.
1: That Speaking of... We were just talking about mail. How does the mail work with those, <laughs> like... With, with those grim guarding the skies.
0: I mean, it's entirely possible that the the ship that was calling for help was a carrier ship Uh, with a bunch of UPS packages, and there are lots of of people uh, in Mistral who are sitting there waiting to get their Amazon orders, and they'll never come.
2: It's possible that they were also smugglers, and it's possible that legitimate ships either avoid that route entirely and take a little more time, because they don't have to hide, Mm. or they hire huntsmen and huntresses to be on board for the express per Purpose of please keep the wasps off us.
1: I think it's, it's you know you make a good point. I think it's the first one because why else would this private trafficker <laughs> that that Weiss was traveling with take that route unless it was if it was one that was populated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. Less patrolled because it's dangerous. When he hears someone on the radio, he's like, "Mm, I'm just going to move around that. We're not supposed to be here. (laughs) Shoot. Gotta go. Can't help. But if they're distracted by those other people, we might be okay, which (laughs) is horrifying, but real pragmatic. Kill them all. Well, uh, any any other thoughts on um, Weiss's predicament meeting the Spring Maiden and on what role Winter could possibly play later on down the road?
2: I'm just waiting to see where this goes. We've put a lot of... We, we've set up a lot of dominoes for this one, but we haven't knocked the first one over yet.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what happens in the next episode. Yeah. It's or, gonna... Well, also because we go, we've go we gone a couple of... Like, this episode, we didn't see anything from Yang, so I wonder if next episode, we're not going to see anything from Blake, or we're not going to see anything, hopefully not from Yang again, but from Weiss or whatever. Or from whatever. Ruby. Or, or from Ruby. Because, like... Just give us all four lines of the same episode, man, <laughs> folks.
0: We, we miss Team Ruby being together, so yeah. it would be delightful if they could all come back together. So before we move on, I want to talk to you guys really quickly about iTunes. Folks, thank you so much to everybody who's gone to the iTunes store to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you. And it is the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on. Uh, And in the iTunes store, it is now Rooster Teeth Reviews, not the Ruby After Show. So going to the iTunes store and leaving a comment makes it more searchable for people who are trying to look for uh, this sort of content. So, guys, it really does mean the world to us. And if you do leave a comment, you will get a special shout out on the show.
1: Yes, you do like this one, uh, and I will say one one extra note just in terms of searchability. If you just look up "rooster teeth" in the podcast store, it's "rooster teeth," "rooster teeth" podcast. Rooster Teeth reviews so that's pretty cool you know yeah. I mean we'll never top the Rooster Teeth podcast because it's a really popular podcast <laughs> because it's the Rooster Teeth podcast of the GD Rooster Teeth podcast but um, uh, let's give a shout out here we got a new comment on Wednesday from Vivamort V or Vivamort 5 uh, love the hosts they seem to be they seem into the series and always are fun to listen to and interact with Ruby After Show is my favorite After Buzz TV After Show by far
2: boy I hope we're into the series otherwise we'd all be real lost
1: I like the one where uh, Caboose uh, did the gravity (laughs) spell uh, and Panic's reference.
0: I liked when they all went into the dream world.
1: (sighs) Well, I mean, that one, it's on there. I guess both of those are on there. 1 800 magic.
0: There's blood everywhere.
2: <laughs> we have. Vampire Dennis. We already have Yu Gi Oh! cards.
1: I in was going to say, nice.
0: so, I need to give a special so shout out happy. to Joel Gutman on Twitter.
1: Yu Gi Oh! From oh uh God. from Malachroma. Oh, that's now.
0: delightful. Um, but with the uh oh, that, no. that's my newest phone background. <laughs> Congratulations, you've replaced Just Voltron. Nervously
1: <laughs> fumbling with the Millennium Puzzle.
0: I I'm gonna go ahead and read this off because it's hilarious. Oh. When this car is normal summoned, you may search the deck for another hunter or huntress monster card and add it to your hand as long as the card remains face up on the field. Increase attack and defense of all hunter and huntresses monsters. By 300 points, and then there's a follow up oh, by Jeff on Twitter. Yeah, Go yeah, yeah. ahead, G Go underscore
1: O F F two eight eight six. You have to sacrifice a peer to player. <laughs> oh. It's a special can, summon. Can it's we get a special summon?
0: Can, normally, I'd ask if we could get Monster Reborn on this, but uh, it's
2: illegal in tournament play now. Uh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, so why can't we have to nice make it illegal things? in tournament play? So make sure to go to hashtag RWBYABTV to see them arts. And also, uh, send if you have any fun stuff, send it there. That's where we see it yeah, and we talk about it on the we, show.
0: we check the hashtag all week long, guys. <laughs> uh, so That
1: crosses a line.
0: <laughs> the Natural
1: Muffin 105. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, you
0: guys are the best. Um, I love you this all. This is so. <laughs> this is so great. Um, kind of, uh, kind of moving on to the, uh, to the next sort of aspect of the story, uh, the Oscar and Ozpin sort of situation. Um, we do have a question on Twitter. What about the little rose garden Ruby slash Oscar moment? And we'll talk about that, I suppose. I feel like there's. He needs maybe in a couple years. Um, But that's that's me. I I do think it's cute. Mm
2: -hmm. I think he's too bewildered by literally everything right now to do anything.
0: He's a sweet boy. He is a sweet summer (laughs) child.
1: Um, Were they specifically talking about episode three?
0: They were I'm talking about episode three, because there's this moment where, uh, I, I think they were talking about episode three, but there's this moment where she smiles at him, and he seems to lose all of his words.
1: It's because he's a, a pretty pubescent boy.
0: He's been he's been raised on a farm. Fair. <laughs> I don't know how many girls he talks to outside of his family. Last time
1: he got a look from that, it was a cow. So <laughs> He's a very confused young boy. <laughs> Little baby Oscar.
0: Now, yeah, okay, so we get this this sort of Yu-Gi-Oh-esque uh, moment, and we find out some very interesting things about Ozpin and his current situation. Uh, what do we think about him straight up saying that he's cursed by the gods? You know, I wouldn't be
2: surprised... With, with, with this, I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually his semblance, if he if he played the lottery and got the worst semblance ever, well, or if he actually straight up was cursed.
1: Well, he said he was cursed because he didn't take care of... Uh... Salem the first time he he failed to project he felt well first of all he failed to project a giant head but second of all <laughs> he he was cursed to he, his Together words or he's cursed to protect remnant after failing to stop stop Salem the first time
2: or it could just be that he has reincarnation and he's read it as that.
1: Possibly, but that's that's what he said. And as a millennial old being, oh, he's a literal millennial. But uh, <laughs> I wonder. And the Yu Gi Oh references
2: continue. I wonder if then oh, in Lord. turn
1: if he if his semblance wasn't is is less of his power but imparting it, or if that uh, similar. I don't mm, never mind that's kind of a spoiler for another show so I'll say it this way what if what if it's like the opposite of rogue from the x-men where instead of imparting or instead of getting a power he imparts power that's what if that's or or he got that from one of his reincarnations how many semblances does he have oh because he talked about because he talked about how a semblance oh Oh. no no I didn't never mind
0: holy cow um we're going into next
2: episode, and I'm pretty yeah. sure well, I twigged he, on which spoiler and which show you were talking about.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: he mentioned but muscle memory. But that's not memory. specifically
1: mentioned. I was just going to reference it. He
0: mentioned yeah, muscle memory and um and everything like this. So not like that's an interesting thought of like no, we know he says specifically he's collected memories from each of his, for lack of a better word, I guess hosts, mm-hmm. um that he's basically a collection of all of their memories as well as one body dies and he goes into another body i'm wondering if maybe his maybe his power was astro projection Mm -hmm. and he astro projected right before he died and then just sort of ash you know in possessed another person and that's now his life um Forever and this ever. This is my life now. <laughs> Forever and ever. Um, but when I when I looked at this, um, I was very much reminded. Uh, did either of you watch season three of Shield? half of it uh, I got
2: through the ghost Rider part
0: and that, that, was no, that was season four season
2: four there was yes. uh
0: there was a villain in uh I won't go into details but it was uh basically an alien entity that would hop from body to body mm. very similar it would kill its host but it would retain all of its all of their memories um and so as it kept hopping from body to body like it could it would recall things from previous hosts that it inhabited it was really creepy and unsettling and that's my main question here is that knowing that Oz, Ozpin um, you know, hops from body to body and that eventually his and Oscar's souls will merge what's know. gonna happen to freaking Oscar?
2: Uh, he will become one with the conglomerate. Um. Is he
0: okay with
1: that? I don't know if he like I don't think he really gets a, a choice. Either. I, I, I mean, think there's still, gonna be. I think there's he's gonna be a there moment. In
0: the conversation he,
1: though. That's and and he, and he mentions it, but I don't. I don't know if they've. Even though long trade, right and all, I don't know if they've had that conversation yet. Like, By the I, way, I can. I can only imagine
2: Assimilated. Him, <laughs> Resistance is futile. Um,
1: Borgpin uh, and that nice
2: little Shannon McCormick voice. Resistance is futile. Yo, it's his,
1: yes. His color is green, so there is that. Um, but like, I can only imagine Ozpin... Taking taking the body hostage, so to speak, and saying the like, yeah, our consciousness will eventually become one. And Oscar in the back going, "Yo, what?
0: <laughs> Wait, I wasn't listening. You want to run that one by me again? Um, Say again. I don't remember agreeing to this. <laughs> Those are, I mean, you're speaking metaphorically, right? No?
2: Oh oh. Then we have Hero in chat saying, Does this mean that if they defeat Salem that Oscar or Ospin will die? I'm pretty sure Ospin really wants to shuffle off this mortal coil at this point. Mm. Like, he sounds like he's tired.
0: Yeah, I mean he's I said it time know. and time again that he's made more mistakes than any man, woman, or child alive. That's and if he's been alive pretty... for a millennia, he's had the time. I mean, Spider's Ozpin is a
2: a statistical outlier and should not be counted.
0: (laughs) But, I mean, it doesn't change his tally. Uh, So, yeah. But it's a good thing that we have Ozpin back because we we do get this fountain of information. um, And we get sort of the... Somebody else to kind of side by side with Crow go... Something about this Leo situation doesn't sit right.
1: And and I will say, last week I know I made that quote prediction, but I did say that before episode three came out, and I was like, yes, I <laughs> um, like
2: we all. Something is wrong here. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm excited that we're going to be getting some one shot. Essentially, some one shot. Um, I was going to say guardians, uh, huntsmen and and huntswomen and uh, huntresses. Uh, from whatever dark corner of Mistral, Crow's heroes gonna get them for hire. Heroes for hire. Oh, if we get like a kung fu dude and and a big black dude with a with a chain for a belt. Yes. I'm so into it. And <laughs> yes, they, can it they can do it better. They can do it better.
2: Yes. Yeah, uh, they can do half of that better. The
0: kung
1: fu Fair. half. Fair. Yeah, the kung fu half. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's not a high bar. <laughs> yeah, no, it's
2: not. The other one is a really high bar.
1: It's it's like when when people pre-cut wood to like chop through. That's the equivalent of what Iron Fist was. Anyway.
0: <laughs> For those of you who didn't quite get what we were throwing shade at, I it's a lot of Marvel. Tonight. I guess I guess kind of talking about that the. the whether or not you know, finding uh, assembling a team of huntsmen to go after the Spring Maiden and getting uh, <laughs> Jean and Ruby into shape, um, which I, I appreciated that that comment about like you still need to work on hand to hand combat and that reminder that Jean still hasn't activated his semblance, mm-hmm. that's like that's still a huge plot point that I hope gets some sort of payoff by the end of this season. Oh yeah.
1: If they're talking, if they are like Hey, remember I, th- I think I think it, at the very least by the end of the season, maybe we'll, we'll get a flash of it, of it a, a yeah. hint of it without him knowing, What did I how did I do that? I don't know what I did, how did I do that?
2: I feel like end of the arc. I feel hey. like we might be Oh wow, I right before he dies. Ent-
1: <laughs> it's the end of the arc.
2: I wasn't planning on that, pun, but I will own it. What if, <laughs> I, I mean like <laughs> three Would it be considered- Volume arcs, so Would it be I feel con- like <laughs> End of season six would be the latest that we'd get that.
0: Would it be considered ironic if his semblance was fire?
1: I think it would be (laughs) ironic if they were all made of iron. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, wrong show. But I, I I have things to say next week. I have things to say next week. Oh,
0: I think we all do. (laughs) Uh, For sure. Um. Um, Do we want to like? In terms of a potential romance, just because people are talking about it in the hashtag and uh, there was a chat about it earlier in the live chat, what are the odds of a potential romance between Ruby and Oscar? Ugh. So um, yeah, on the one hand, I think it's cute that he That's has a boyer you don't want. I feel like it's cute that he has a little bit of a schoolboy crush. Uh they they are closer in age because remember Ruby got bumped up a couple grades. Mm-hmm. Um so they're closer in age than one would think. So I feel like in a couple of years, it would be acceptable if he didn't have an old wizard hanging out in his brain. Yeah, that's kind of, That's
2: the killer there. That's it. That, mm, it's a little bit of a romance was killer. That he going to merge with. Like, yeah. mm. <laughs> can you just see
0: Dating Advice with Ozpin?
1: Yes. Just uh, giving new running
2: commentary and Oscar How- just like, can
0: you? How do I ask her out? Oh, that's not a thing that's going huh. to happen. She is out of your league.
1: <laughs> Oscar, you're like a two. Oh,
2: she's like a seven and she's working on it. And it makes she's me seven and she's not fully trained yet. She... It, oh, I am at me... least an eight. And I don't know what <laughs> Like heard she that. can
0: hear this?
1: Like she turns into Nikki and consently has uh, mental communication Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some, some form. Uh, but Caitlyn uh, good friend Caitlin, Ruby Chibi idea.
0: Ooh
1: Oh, oh Chibi Oscar's oh, no. gonna be adorable. Oh, he's three gonna be points. a little cutie. Oh. I mean he already is
2: adorable, but he's yeah, this this, this gonna like giant head his big old eyes and oh. Uh Chibi Oscar dog Sittings Why. Oh, that, oh no, that's no. just, that's too much cute in one little mini episode. Well, you know why uh, it would be a little hellion, and then just be the nicest, most the hay thing when Ruby gets back. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, the sketch writes itself. All right. It does. All right. Do we have any final thoughts uh, regarding uh, Team Ruby or Team Ranger's sort of uh, story arc in this episode? I just really
2: appreciated the impressive leaps on the chair. I'll train you. Oh, wait, I'm out of time. And there goes the chair.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just the, the whole gag was beautiful.
1: Uh, Appreciate Nora, that. Nora's reaction to cute Oscar was pretty pretty fantastic. Please don't call me that. <laughs> um, I like how uh, Ospin acknowledged, hey, Ruby, John, y'all need some help. Two in the middle, you're fine. <laughs> you
0: guys are great. You've
1: been through some stuff. You're all right.
0: Don't change a thing. Nah, you,
1: just, you keep doing you it. You just
0: keep being you. Keep I doing I mean, you. I was talking with Crow, and I heard about
2: the giant horror horse. Like, yeah.
1: Okay, but could you imagine him recalling that story, like, with a poison hangover? <laughs> just like, <laughs> I, I saw it was a horse. <laughs> I saw these shapes.
0: <laughs> talking about, like, little details. I love the the cup of coffee that he has. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But Ozpin swee- speaks
2: drunken Crow. So, he so he's like, "Oh, whole... you mean a knuclavy? Ah, I, I see oh, those are rare creatures.
1: <laughs> um, I'm still hoping that we'll get some form of ask for protected giant head uh, <laughs> before the end of, or before the merging is complete." I'd say um, we're
2: uh, heading in that direction. Right oh, now.
1: dude, when, when Oscar finally confronts Salem, and it's just like, who are you? <laughs> <a> giant Ospin <laughs> head, and, and you then You called? Yeah. <laughs> Something really dumb like that. I'm a big fan my, of it.
0: My only final thought um, on on this story is, again, I want to give a shout-out to the vocal performance, because, man, he has his Shannon McCormick down. down. It was very well done wonderful performances all around
1: but also the the editing of the the sound mixing the yeah. mixing of when shannon came through and it was the the super important parts and i think that i i wonder like if there like n- no joking uh, uh, like joking aside i should say that there if there are moments when uh, Oz is going to come through a lot stronger, that will change or or accelerate Oscar's growth or, or certain things just because of the sheer immensity of, of the emotion. I,
0: I also worry about, you know, before their, their souls become one, um, I worry about when they're on different pages. If, oh, yeah. If, uh, you know, Oscar relinquished the controls this time around, what if it gets to a point where Oscar doesn't want to do something and Ozpin straight up rips the controls out of his hands? So is that even possible? I would bet it is. That's just <laughs> a guess, but I don't, I don't like thinking about where that goes.
2: Uh, it's just, I had a lot of trouble with, the, like you were saying, the sound mixing. But every time we had that overlay, I'm like, and eh, we're in horror movie territory. I, Going you know, back to the Yu-Gi-Oh! things, every time someone has a double voice in that show, <laughs> bad things oh, are happening. But I love it so much.
1: I don't want Oscar I, to go I, to the Shadow Realm.
2: I've also played way too much Kingdom Hearts to ever trust a double voice, would, because that means there's a Xehanort somewhere. Would
0: the Shadow Realm in this world be the Dragon Continent? I mean, like, I mean, is yes. Salem just hanging out in the Shadow Zone all this time?
1: Yes. Get in the zone. Shadow Zone! <laughs>
0: All right, um, do do we have any quick... We are running out of time. Do we have any quick rapid-fire predictions for the Your weeks to come? Buzz
2: TV
1: predictions.
2: I mean, we've all kind of seen the next episode, so...
1: Wait, have we all kind of, or have we all seen it? <laughs> we've
0: all seen it. I've seen it. Okay, then we've all seen it. Okay, so... Long-term uh, predictions. <laughs> long-term yeah. predictions. Any long-term predictions.
1: I hope we don't go too long until we see what what's happening in menagerie and hopefully we're not yeah. getting a, a civil war in menagerie before anybody has a chance to go to mistral uh yeah
2: that, it's hmm. <laughs> yeah i have nothing <laughs> i agree with all of that i
0: should have something clever to add but i don't so i'm that, just gonna agree i i hope uh i hope um menagerie gets woke for sure. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what the repercussions of the death of Sienna Khan is going to have. It's, it's going to be interesting. And I'm going to uh, really appreciate it when we get more out of literally everybody that we've met, particularly the Spring Maiden, because I am yes. intrigued as heck. All right. Uh, that does it for this week's episode, you guys. Again, go to iTunes if you haven't already done so. Rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love you guys. Katie, where can people go if they want to find you? I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube
2: and Twitch at Kiyajet. That is K I A X E T. If you want to see Megan and I react to these Ruby episodes, those videos will be up at some point in my life because I'm also doing NaNoWriMo with that same name on the nano site. Friend me there.
1: Okay. And, uh,
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Okay. on the internet, it's Mark Bedonica. You can find me on uh, all things at Mark Bedonica. I just put up a, uh, what are they called? A journal a on, post, on yeah. a post on the RT site, uh, that's talking about some stuff that we might be able to do here. Uh, let us know. Uh, it's just got some more information, stuff that we say here, and some stuff that we don't say here. Um, but if we have a group on the RT site, it's uh, ABTV Rooster Team. Uh, join us there uh, if you have any additional questions or requests that don't come through on Twitter, or or you you don't want to get lost in our feed, which is ABTV Rooster Team on Twitter or uh, hashtag RWBYABTV. Then pop them there in the group. Uh, feel free to join. It's fun. Uh, there's there's a lot. Just There's a
0: lot. Yeah, if the the rooster teeth site is your preferred method of communication, that's where you can find
1: us. That's a great way to put it. It is true. So, so yes, Marby Donica, use the hashtags, follow all of us. There's some fun stuff. Thank you, Megan.
0: Uh, I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I am also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz. I write articles for The Movie Chick. That's Chick with Two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Be sure to also check out The Shadow Radio Recreation Season 2, where I do the voice of Margot Lane. Don't forget to follow Patrick at p to the and Stacy at Stacy shuttles thank you guys so so much for watching we will see you all next time
1: from executive producers Maria Manunos Kevin Undergaro Phil sweet tech and the entire afterbuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the afterbuzz TV network To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit afterbuzztv.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Dust, Dust you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. They do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.